It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You're listening to Weapons Hot on Sports War Radio and the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Darnold fires one into the end zone. It is caught. That's a dead touchdown. And now here is your host, CJ the Painkiller, DeSimone, and Kevin Jackson. What's going on, Jets Nation? Welcome to another edition of Weapons Hot, a New York Jets fan broadcast here on Sports War Radio and the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. I'm your host, CJ the Painkiller D. Simone. I'm normally joined by Kevin Jackson, but he's running a little bit late, so I assume that he will be uh, joining us in a little bit. So nevertheless, uh, as you guys see on your screen, let me introduce you to our special guest who's joining us tonight. Please put your hands together for Mr. Arrow. Rhythm and blues, baby. Rhythm and blues. <laughs> How are you tonight, Darrell? I'm good, man. I'm just chilling. I'm having a good time. I, I, I actually reached out to you early in the day. I said, I want to come on your show. I want to talk a little Jets. Uh, I know a lot of Jet fans are humiliated or whatever the hell they want to talk about with the Jets. They're the laughing stock of the NFL right now. But I just think it's all press. It's press coverage. It's throwing the Jets under the bus for some reason because the Jets decided to move on for Jamal Adams. The Jets have been a joke. Adam Gase with all the play calling and now, uh, you know, Joe Douglas coming out at his press conference and saying what he said that he's he might he believes Adam Gase is the solution to the organization. And Sam Donald is the future when we all know that. The great Joe Douglas. And I say the great because I like what he did in the draft this year. I think he's been uh, so far so good as far as draft picks. You've seen Beckham. I think he could be a star. Mims looks like he's a player. We're going to see him again tomorrow. I, I think we, uh, we have one of the best punters in the league right now. You, you've seen what he's done so far because he keeps punting the ball. So it gets better and better every single week. Um, and uh, it looks like we have some players. Uh, we're going to see Clarks. I, 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 I think we're going to see a couple of, of these guys that he drafted in the later round. So I'm excited about that. But um, it just seems like that nobody thinks that the New York Jets are a good organization. They think that they're a laughingstock. I, I will be here for you, my friend, because I know how upset you are, what's going on with this organization. And they are uh, an inept organization right now. But all in all, there is good things, I believe. There's light at the end of the tunnel with this team. they got a significant amount of draft picks coming up in the next two seasons. And by the way, they do have a lot of money on the table for a lot of free agents if they prefer to go after top-notch free agents this year. So I don't know what's going to happen, but I do believe they're on the upscale. It might be a rebuilding stage. We don't know where uh, the Jets are going to go at the quarterback position. Are they going to keep Sam? Do they trust Sam? Or do they move on, trade Sam for a second and a third or two seconds and a third, uh, move on from Sam and maybe – uh, if they get the opportunity to draft uh, Trevor Lawrence, they do so. Or if he doesn't want to play for the Jets, we were just talking about that. Uh, the Jets trade out of the pick, get three or four first-round draft picks, or maybe three first rounds and maybe a, a, a second and a third, five picks for the one, and 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 move forward with maybe a Justin Fields. So I, I don't know. I But I do believe this is a good situation that the Jets are in. I just Adam Gaze has to be gone. 
We'll see that at the end of the season. I cannot see Joe Douglas deciding to keep Adam Gase for another season. It doesn't make any sense when you're going to be bringing in a now a possible rookie quarterback. And nobody, no, I, I do believe that a Trevor Lawrence plans to come out of the draft and the Jets want to draft him. They do not want to show Trevor Lawrence how inept they are and they keep Adam Gase as the head coach when we know and everybody knows that Adam Gase is not the solution. So there you go. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, right now it's just a matter of just uh, more just logistics or, or I guess semantics would probably be a much better word. Um, I'm kind of like at the point where I, I've just accepted what this season is. And basically at this point, really the only thing that I'm concerned about is I want to see the Joe Douglas's rookie class actually get substantial playing time, not just being put in, you know, uh, specific situations in which the jets are only going to use them in, in spe- on specific downs or in specific playing situations. I want to see Denzel Mims get more targets in a game. I want to see what Michael P Ryan get more carries in a game. I want, look, I want Jabari Zuniga to actually be injected in this offense and be used in the manner that he was brought in here to be used in, which is, which is quite, quite, quite possibly the New York Jets future pass rusher. All right. So to me, it's important for the 2020 rookie class to get as much play and as much reps that, that they can. That being said, you know, just in time for everybody coming off injured reserve, now Sam Darnold is going to be inactive for this upcoming Monday's game versus the Patriots in which Joe Flacco is going to be getting the start. You know, and this is the first time where Joe Douglas had talked about having Denzel Mims, Jamison Crowder, and Brashad Pyreman on the field at the same time. Now, a- another thing, too, which kind of which struck me was at the end of the last game, Denzel Mims, who only had three targets, he was the Jets' leading receiver, even with the, having the fewest, the fewest targets. There, there are still some issues with this offense that we still continue to see week in and week out. And I know that there, it's a plethora of, of, of things that's wrong with this team. But one of the biggest things is, is that Sam Donald having a huge target in Denzel Mims should be forcing the ball to him, quite frankly. Because especially, regardless of what the play call is, if you have a guy who's out there and he's not necessarily the hot route or the hot read or whatever whatever it is you want to call it, if he is repeatedly beating his defender like a drum and he is constantly open, you find ways to get him the ball. And that's on Sam Donald for not finding him. Now, you could also blame, there are some people that are going to say, well, if he doesn't have time to throw the ball, What is he going to do? How is he going to be able to force the ball downfield? Well, then you know what? Then you need to scramble out of the pocket. You need to not stand there like a deer in the headlights and let yourself get plastered over and over and over again. You know, we we keep talking about Sam Darnold and his athleticism, but yet it just seems like that the Adam Gase offense and now Daryl Loggins offense or whoever seems to be calling plays this week, okay, probably Morris from, you know, the bad news, from uh, the 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 bad news bears is going to be calling plays this week. Okay. So, you know, why not design some plays built around your quarterback strengths? Now this week, we kind of take all of that and throw it in the trash because you've got Joe Flacco. 
probably one of the least mobile quarterbacks in the NFL. He's, he's your prototypical pocket passer. And he's, he, we don't know exactly what he's going to bring to the table. So I do know that Sam Donald re-aggravated the shoulder injury that he suffered a couple weeks ago. All right. That's why he's not going to be playing in this game. It's more so just a precautionary measure, but regardless of who's playing the, whoever's calling the plays, we've been seeing the same old result on the field. We get about the first 10, 12 plays scripted plays Jets are moving the ball up and down the field. They're productive. They're getting yards. Their guys are getting space. And then after that, they can't move the ball to save their life. And then you get rookies being benched because they drop a pass or they drop a ball. You know, you have Chris Herndon who constantly is being out there used in blocking that when the ball's actually thrown to him, he's so in his own head at this point that he's got the yips. And I've been talking about this for the past couple of weeks. The only way that a player gets out of the yips is by continuing to throw him the ball, by continuing to put him out there in the field, by continuing to throw him, throw him in plays, series after series after series. You have to let a player play out of it. At this point in the season, you have absolutely zero to play for. So why not let these guys that are struggling work their way out of their slumps? Because if not, then bench them. So what are your thoughts about what I just went off on here? I think right now where the Jets are as an organization, they have to try out what Joe Douglas has drafted. Now, there are players right now we have not seen yet. I want to see these rookies on the field. I want to see what they're capable of doing because the Jets in the offseason, they're going to have a significant amount of money. And I think with Joe Douglas and the way he variates on how he's going to bring players in, he doesn't sign them to long-term deals. He he piles up the contract in the beginning. He gives them guaranteed a certain amount of money, and then he can opt out of the contract after a year. I, I think that... There are players that are going to be available this offseason, guys like Julio Jones. I do believe – I think Atlanta's going to move on from him and Matt Ryan. I, I could see that. Matt Ryan might be – if not this year, uh, this coming year after this, uh, he might – that might be his last year. But I don't know because what you heard with what Artie said, and I call him Artie, the owner of Atlanta, um, he says that there's nobody uh, that is safe there anymore. So – uh, because this is an organization that was in a Super Bowl three or four years ago, so uh, three years ago. So they, th- again, it's any team's guess what the Jets are going to do in the offseason. I just, I trust Joe Douglas. I do. I trust it. I think there's a lot of laughing stock of the New York Jets because, and I say laughing stock because every single thing that goes on with the press, it comes out even harder at the New York Jets organization. I, I do look at the, the Johnson family. They do throw themselves at the, under the bus, especially Chris Johnson coming out and saying a couple of weeks ago, saying that Adam Gase, he believes, is still a quarterback guru slash offensive guru when we all know straight up and down that this guy cannot coach as far as a head coach is concerned, and especially his offensive play calling. It doesn't make sense. You have a quarterback that can throw the ball down the field. You decide to run the ball. When you decide to run the ball too much, you decide to throw the ball at bad situations. 
I, I think that the Jets organization has to look at the big picture here. And you cannot honestly sit here and tell me, Mr. Douglas, as smart as you are, and, I'm, and I know a lot of people, Mark Melusis on WFAN this past week, and, and Maggie Gray, who's the absolute worst on sports radio. Absolute worst. Nah, 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 nagging. I can't stand listening to her. She doesn't know what the hell she's talking about. And she's a Buffalo Bills fan. But anyways, she's got her own thoughts to whatever she thinks. I think she needs to worry about what she thinks she knows. But uh, the Jets organization is getting attacked by two big, you know, two people on sports media and sports radio. One that's a Washington football team fan, and the other one that's a Buffalo Bills fan. So they're going to take shots at the Jets, including JJ, who is a Miami Dolphin fan. Nobody knows. And then you have Joe Beningo and Evan Roberts. Shout out to Joe Beningo, by the way. Uh, great career, 25 years on sports radio. Uh, one of the best. Um, I absolutely have a tremendous amount of respect for Joe Beningo. Uh, he's a guy that I, I've grown up listening to him uh, for the last, I don't know, 10 years. I, I really was in depth with uh, WFAN. So shout out to Joe. But even the Jets, they look at the Jets as a joke. I, I still think that when you look at the big picture right now as an organization, they need to clean house now. Joe Douglas, they the, the Johnson family needs to give Joe Douglas full control of where this team is going after Adam Gase is gone. Patting Adam Gase on the back at the end of the game, watching Christopher Johnson smile and pat Adam Gase on the back doesn't satisfy a Jet fan. It doesn't. A lot of Jet fans are not absolutely happy about what they see on the sidelines with Christopher Johnson. And I do believe Woody is going to be back now. So what does that tell you guys? I I, I, as much as everybody makes fun of Woody Johnson and what Woody Johnson has done, Woody Johnson listens to the fans. Christopher Johnson doesn't. When, if you, if you remember, when fans wanted John Isnick out, out of the door the first year he came in, what did they do? They, they, a plane flew over. We saw that with Adam Gase this year. Adam Gase would have been fired if John, Woody Johnson was running the organization. Yes, he, would he would have been fired. He would have been fired. Woody Johnson is coming back. And when Woody Johnson, now that Donald Trump is no longer the president of the United States, Woody Johnson's coming back here. And Woody Johnson's going to control the team. So I expect in Woody to say, you know what, Chris, we're going to give the reins to this guy. Let's see what this guy could do for the next five years for this organization. Let him make the decisions and, and let him decide on who comes and who goes. And I believe that if the Jets do that, this could change the franchise for the better. Now, I don't know if the Johnson family is going to do that, but I do believe that Woody Johnson, if he, li he listens to the fans. So all this stuff that we're talking and they see it and, and people are talking on their, their crazy podcasts or, and I'm talking about the fan, the, the people that hate the New York jets, um, what they say on their podcast. I'm sure the Johnson family hears it. I'm sure Woody hears it. He gets letters all the time. He answered. If you guys watched him on hard knocks, Woody Johnson answers to all his fan mail. So I'm telling you, this is this is going to be a different age for the New York Jets now. I, I, I really do believe. I don't know if they're going to be a, a Super Bowl contender next year, but everybody knows in football, you can change in one season into a playoff contending team. We've seen it many, many times. A bad team turned into a playoff contending team. So I, I just think people need to – and I know you're upset, CJ. You have every right to be upset. I listen to Kevin trying to compare Sam Darnold to Geno Smith, which is, which is a joke. By the way, I love Kevin. Absolutely love the man. But comparing Geno Smith to Sam Darnold is a joke. 
And I don't want to hear, well, Sam Donald didn't have any weapons. Give me a break. I mean, I mean, I'm sorry, not Sam Donald. Geno Smith didn't have any weapons. He had weapons. He just got slugged in the face by his own linebacker. That's why he didn't really get the opportunity to play. And when he did come back, he couldn't throw the ball. He looked like an idiot when he played the Tech. I think it was the Houston Texans. So, again, everybody keeps saying, well, Geno is a better player. Geno's a... We don't even know who Sam Donald is because we haven't put players around him. There was nothing available in, in free agency last year. And even though this was a wide receiver class, like everybody says, um, by the way, how many good wide receivers have we seen in this class? Maybe f- there was there were 16 drafted in the first two rounds. I would say probably six or seven look good and the rest. Uh, eh. OK, so and I know it's early, but we don't know what these guys are going to turn out to be. So, again, Denzel Mims could be a beast. You're absolutely right. And why he's why are they not targeting him? Only explains one thing. The play calling on the sidelines is inept. And Sam Donald needs to open up his goddamn eyes. His eyes need to open up wide and look at a big target. You can tell how big Denzel Mims is on the football field. He's huge. He's the biggest guy at the line of scrimmage. He's six foot three. He could jump. He could, you saw the catches. He had three targets in the first quarter and he disappeared after that. Disappeared. Yeah. And that's because of the fact that uh, uh, reports had came out that he was benched because of the fact that he dropped a pass. He dropped his only pass in the game. You know, so he was, so he had, he had, he had two catches. He had three targets, but yet he still put up more yards in those two catches than the rest of the offense combined. That's pathetic. You know, and for Adam Gase to actually have the, the, the balls to, to put this kid on the sideline and to punish the kid by not giving him more game reps just because he dropped a pass is completely ridiculous because Adam Gase should get his ass kicked by every single person on that sideline on a daily, on a weekly basis. The fact that his play calling his offense and all of his nonsense is the reason why the Jets are 0-8 and possibly staring 0-9 in the face. And I'm sorry, a lot of people are saying, oh, yeah, the Jets will be able to beat the Patriots. No, I don't put any stock in that. Because this is Bill Belichick we're talking about. This is Cam Newton we're talking about. You know, and if you go and take a look at, at the games the Patriots have played this year, it's not as if that the Patriots have been been getting blown out by double digits like the New York Jets have been all year. The The Patriots have the record that they have because Cam Newton lost three of those games single-handedly by himself. CJ. On, on game-winning drives, one by throwing a pick, two of them by fumbling the ball away. CJ, can I ask you a question? Sure, who's you can always th- ask me a question. Who said that Denzel Mims didn't play, he got benched? This was a word report coming out of the Jets locker room for out of the out of the mouth of Adam Gase, apparently, I, because, because I mean, that was that was reported right after the game. Go talk to your boy, Rich Semini. Go talk to Brian Costello. They were the ones who plastered it all over fucking social media. Really? I didn't even hear it. You know. I thought he was on the field pretty. Now I saw him on the field. He didn't get any targets. Maybe uh, they didn't bench him. They just didn't target him. He was on the field. I saw him on the field. They just right, he, he, here's the thing. Regardless of whether the guy drops a pass arrow, if the guy is beating his defender like a drum and he's 10, 15 yards, 20 yards down the field, 
I don't give a shit if he drops five passes. You tell Sam or whoever's in Sam's ear to get the ball to that kid. Yep. Because at the end of the day, the, 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 the process of winning a game is scoring more points than your opponent. And right now, I don't care about Adam Gase's pride. I don't care about his playbook. I don't care about his purple dildo or whatever the hell he's got, whatever his problem he has is. A purple, he has a purple dildo? I'm sure he probably does. Wow, that's nice. Uh, oh, I think he stole yellow. it from Ashley Hart. Oh, there you go. I, I, I thought he had a yellow one. I mean, I, he, he's not a green fan. Uh, he's not a green fan. You can see how he coaches. So obviously, right, exactly. So, uh, you know, but but that uh, that's neither here nor there. It's like, look, if you're going to call yourself a, a, a quarterback guru, and I hate it when he calls him that because you know what? He's not a guru or shit. All right, I'm sorry. I was, I, I was really trying during this show not to curse, but every time I talk about friggin' Adam Gase, I swear to God, I want to separate his head from the rest of his fucking body. Because wow. every time I see him, he just looks like he just did a couple lines of coke and he just stares at the friggin' camera like. <laughs> I am just absolutely sick of Adam Gase, his press conference, and everything that surrounds him. I'm sick of him. I'm sick of Daryl Loggins. I'm sick of that entire coaching staff. Are you sick of anybody else? No. <laughs> So you want me to keep going? I'll keep going. No, I, I think we, we all understand what's going on with the organization. We know that there's going to be some transa- transition with this organization moving forward. And I think uh, as a Jet fan, you guys just need to take a step back. We've seen this every, over and over and over again. So um, just sitting back for another season and deciding or them deciding who our next coach is, I have a feeling it's going to be a college coach. I, I really do. I, I, I really think the Jets are going to look towards – uh, a college team, bringing in a college coach, uh, bringing in new, uh, new breath of fresh air of type of play calling that we've seen in college football than, than the NFL. And it has worked. Uh, maybe it'll work for the Jets. Maybe it won't. But I think Joe Douglas understands what the uh, future holds for the New York Jets. He's, he holds it. I mean, he holds the path to him. He's built it. Trading Jamal Adams opens up uh, a slew of opportunity for them to draft. Maybe the draft down. Maybe they decide at, with the two first rounds, if they decide to take Trevor Lawrence at one, the, uh, the Seahawks pick, they decide to trade down and get more seconds and, and, and just compile second round draft picks. So you have five or six. I mean, who knows what the Jets are planning to do, but. I do believe that uh, the organization, even though Malusis, and I, I went back to Malusis, Malusis said that he has done nothing. Him, him and Maggie Gray says he's done nothing. And that uh, all the things that he said at the press conference, is like, this guy has become a joke uh, for the Jets. All the, guy, all the Jet fans that keep saying that he's great. What has he done? What has he done? This is what Malusis was saying. Well, here's what I would say to Mark Malusis, and I have a lot of, a lot of uh, respect for Mark Malusis. Here's what I'll tell you what he's done. He's been in here for a year and a half. Okay. He hasn't won that many games as, as the New York Jets GM. There's no question. He won seven last year and he's going to win none this year. So it, it doesn't look bright for him. He took over a team from Mike McCagnin that had really no talent whatsoever, except maybe Quinn and Williams at the time he was looking like a bust uh, Jamal Adams, Marcus May. Um, that's about it. And Sam Donald. I mean, that's about it. That's all he had. I mean, everybody else, uh, there was nothing left there. There was nothing good over there. There was nothing. 
I, no pass rushers, no offensive line, young offensive linemen. That's why they had to transition to a new offensive line this year, five new starters. I mean, let's be honest. There was nothing to look forward to, okay? Now, as much as you want to say whatever you want, you do have things to look forward to. Quinton Williams looks like he's going to be a player. He really does. He looks like he's going. Makai Beckham is going to be an all-pro left tackle. He's going to stay healthy. He's going to be an all-pro tackle. Arrow, really quick, yep. mm-hmm. um, shout-out to Simon Baccarello, who's watching the show, and also shout-out to uh, Jocka T and also T. Uh, uh, Mike Smith. Um, Simon chimes in with trading Jamal was a genius move. I happen to agree with him. So mm-hmm. although uh, from trading Jamal did, did – uh, Set the Jets defense back this year, you know, and also how did it set them back? back? A matter of fact, if you look at the Jets defense and where they were ranked last year and where they're ranked this year, they're practically in the same place. So, I mean, there's nothing, there's really no change. What did they fall behind? Maybe two spots as a defense. I mean, let's be honest. The the Jets uh, run defense is one of the best in the league. It's absolutely their red zone defense is one of the best in the league. The only thing the Jets have a problem with is when when a time gets tough or one they teams need to gain 15 yards on a third and 15. It's easy. It's absolutely right. easy against the Jets. That's it. That's the Jets. The Jets defense. Have up the most third down conversions in the league. Absolutely. So that's where we see the Jets. But to say to say that uh, the Jets are far away with not looking forward to some of the plays. They have players. They do. They have, they're going to have players. I, I don't know what Ashton Davis is yet. I think, I still think he's going to be a, a familiar face for the Jets organization for many, many years to come. This kid, man, looks like he's a good punter. He might even make uh, the pro ball team this year. He's looked really good. I mean, there's, there's some things to, to look forward to this organization. Uh, the only thing that worries me now is if Adam Gay sincerely thinks and uh, I mean, I'm not Adam Gase. Uh, Joe Douglas absolutely thinks Adam Gase is uh, 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 to me, to him, an, a solution, not a problem with the organization. I don't believe it because I know I, I, I Adam Gase. I mean, I keep saying Adam Gase. Joe Douglas told us a few weeks before he traded Jamal Adams that he wants Jamal here for the rest of his career. He's a Jet for life, and then all of a sudden. He makes the trade with Seattle and gets two first round draft picks, a third and Bradley McDougal. So this is a guy that plays, um, I guess you could say cat and mouse with uh, some of these GMs. And I believe he will play cat and mouse with Trevor Lawrence, even if Trevor Lawrence comes out of the draft, because to me, in his solution of where this Jets team is going, might be two or three years away. And maybe he says, Trevor Lawrence isn't our guy. Maybe he says that, you know what we're going to do? We're going to compile first round draft picks for the next four or five years. And when the guy comes out that I like, that fills in that uh, that perception of a Jets quarterback, I will go with that. If Sam Donald isn't the guy, maybe he says he thinks Sam could be the guy. We just got to put the team and the right guys around him. Who knows what Joe Douglas is thinking? But here's what I do think. I am wearing boxer briefs right now. I haven't crapped in my pants or peed in my pants yet. So ladies and gentlemen, I do believe that I think the Jets organization is moving in somewhat of a proper direction. It just doesn't show like that on the press, in the press of what you're seeing. There's nothing anybody's going to talk about the Jets being that they have zero wins and they go, they're going to go 
they're going to go undefeated. They're, they're not going to win a game this year. They're not. So there's a reason why Joe Douglas wants to do this because he believes what he has done with Jamal Adams could open up a swing box of possible trade acquisitions or maybe getting the quarterback that can change the franchise that everybody has been looking for for the last 50 seasons. All so, right, so we're going to transition into our next subject over here. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Weapons Hot, a New York Jets Weapons fan. Hot! There we go. I'm sorry. Uh, on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network and Sports War Radio, CJ the Painkiller, D. Simone here, Mr. Errol Marks over there. Where's Kevin? Kevin Jackson is missing in action right now. I don't know, maybe doing his best shaft impersonation. Who knows? Uh, I'm definitely going to be Damn you. right. <laughs> so, but anyhow, Errol, you, had to, you brought something up uh, before we took the air tonight about the hidden camera story in the New York Jets locker rooms. Uh, that was something that broke a couple of days ago. W- why don't you tell us a little bit more about that? Well, supposedly uh, the NFL has rules and regulations. Uh, and one of the rules is you cannot have cameras in your locker room or anybody else's locker room in your stadium. The Jets have cameras in their locker room, but they have come out and said they have not uh, they have not committed any violations uh, as far as filming or recording anything that is going on in the locker room where the you know, it's it's throwing the organization of the players out there where the you know, the press can get some information. OK, I will tell you this. Even if it's true. What are you going to do? You're going to find them. This isn't this isn't Spygate. You're not you're not you're not stealing signs from other teams. You're, you're you have a, you have cameras and looking at people's jock straps. I mean seriously. No. Simon Macarella uh, just chimed in and said it was Manish. <laughs> of course, and now they that you know ESPN ESPN wrote a story and now everybody's writing a story about this and it's a joke. It's an absolute joke. And I know it's just trying to make Trevor Lawrence or whoever. Uh, you know, thinks that this this organization is inept and he doesn't want to come out of the draft. I, that's that's what these these stories are coming out with. And Manish wants to put himself on you know the pedestal, and he wants to make sure that people know who he is. So him spreading these rumors is just throwing the Jets even deeper and deeper under the rug. And the Jets actually, the reason why Manish hates the Jets now is they have not invited him uh, as a press guy to any more Jet games. They they canceled his uh, credentials. So he can never go to a jet uh, facility again. They do not want him interviewing any of the players anymore. So Manish is out for blood. And I believe that. And I don't care what Manish says. How's that sound? And if he wants to spread rumors and people want to spread rumors about this organization, so be it. This organization needs to open up its eyes. Let this guy take over this organization. Let him be the guy to make the last decision, not the coach has to go to the owner and the GM has to go to the owner. The GM is the only one that should go to the owner. Let me ask you a serious question. Okay. When the Johnsons first took ownership of the New York football jets. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. They had the ability to turn the keys to the keys to the castle over to, over to Bill Belichick. Why didn't they do it? I, I, I <laughs> seriously, I, this is this is Bill the thing that gets Bill stuck Bell- in my craw. This is the thing that gets stuck in my craw when it comes to the New York Jets power structure within that organization. Okay, because 
having a GM and having a head coach on equal footing makes absolutely zero sense to me. Yeah. Your head coach reports to your GM, your GM reports to your football, your, your president of football operations and the football president of football operations reports to the owner. Mm. Okay. Plain, plain and simple. That is a normal structured NFL franchise hierarchy. Right. Why do the New York Jets have the most ass backwards hierarchy known to man? Number one. And, and number two, proven results that it does not work. Mm. Okay. So here, here is, here is my dilemma. Mm. As much as I want to believe in Joe Douglas, mm-hmm as the general manager of the New York Jets at this time. Right. I do not have the confidence that the Johnsons will actually grab themselves by the balls and open up their eyes and realize that the way that they've been doing things has not resulted in the desired outcome that they are seeking. Mm. The New York Jets are a sub 500 team for the past 10 years, 10 not one, not two, not even five, 10, okay? 10 years since the last time that this team has seen a playoff appearance. What more does both Woody Johnson and Christopher Johnson need to see for them to say, you know what? Maybe it's not them. Maybe it's us. Maybe we need to turn the keys over to the football guys and let the football guys do the football work. Well, please give me your thoughts. I'm, I'm, a, I'm curious. That, but that, you, know, that, you know, those those were great. Uh, you know, that was like a, a Donald Trump uh, awareness uh, speech right there, man. I, I love it. I absolutely love it. You should have put some enthusiasm into it. Oh, yeah. The Lacho Man Radio. I don't know. Just, <laughs> there, there's got to be something with the New York. Oh, Jets. yeah. Lacho Man. I mean, like, uh, Oh, you know what, brother? We're going to kick the shit out of somebody. I, I don't know. But I, I just think that right now with this organization, that's why I, I'm just uh, I'm mentioning old wrestlers because I'm not a wrestling fan anymore. But I just think it's a comedy show. And it's just to me, the Jets right now is just entertainment for the NFL. That's what they are. They're entertainment. So we need Hulk Hogan to come on down and like his old, you know, black and white NWO. Yeah. Hollywood Hulk Hogan. You know, I, 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 I like you know, a little, yes. little of that, a little of that. Yeah, I mean, it's seriously uh, right now with the Jets organization, it's just entertainment. And that's what they are. There's got to be somebody that's going to stand out uh, in the offseason where uh, they're laughing. Sock. The last couple of years, it's been the Browns. Now it's the Jets. And then eventually it'll probably be the Giants, because as much as everybody thinks that the Giants are in a pretty good shape, the Giants don't have a slew of draft picks that they gained from trading anybody. And the Giants don't have money to spend next year as far as free agency. So they're practically going to be coming back with this same team they had this year, which means very bad. Okay. So, um, uh, so I'm, I'm not taking shots at the Giants. I'm just saying that the Jets will be looking in the rearview mirror in the next couple and probably in the next year, year and a half, because they're going to have a significant opportunity to maneuver and, 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 and really draw opportunity to get the players that they want and get and draft right. And I think uh, Joe Douglas is hit on the first year's draft. Let's see what he does next year. Uh, so 
uh, fans, uh, I wanted to come on the show because I, I wanted to give you guys a little bit reassurance. And I'm not saying this because I'm a Jet fan, because I, if you guys listen to my show, everybody knows and their mother knows that I, I completely hate what I see with the New York Jets. I am completely objective what watching this team now moving forward. But when you have a, a great guy like Kevin, um, Kevin um, Jackson over there, who I absolutely respect, uh, but trying to compare Sam Dono to Geno Smith is a joke. And then uh, the technical things that some of these people say, and I'm not saying you, uh, my friend CJ, but all you Jet fans that think you're Jet fans, but only think that you're Jet fans because you like to throw your uh, team under the bus. Errol, this one's for you, brother. Anyway, we only recorded it. Just because you brought this up. I really am sorry. I'll tell you what we'll do, though. We'll play Little Child's Slight Return for you, okay? Hmm. <laughs> Only because we brought up Hulk Hogan and the NWO. I got to bring oh, this up. play good for them. Yeah, right. Oh, you want to play this? You want to play? Ding, 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 ding. Exactly. You know. so we, got the, we got the studio version of Voodoo Child. Well, it's a voodoo, all right. <laughs> yeah, it's a voodoo. It's yeah. a voodoo doll. So, yeah. Too bad we don't have an Adam Gase voodoo doll. That'd be nice. You know, I, I might uh, make a song. I might write a couple of lyrics about Adam Gase and probably sing it to this track, you know, <laughs> with a little instrumental. I, I think that would be really, really funny. I, I think me and Speedy might have to do that. I mean, I think it would be really, really funny, and it'll add a little bit uh, of significant uh, craziness. All right, there we go. You feel it? Oh, yeah, I feel it. Woo! Yeah! Oh, go to the Alright, I'm gonna I'm gonna wiggle and jiggle it. <laughs> there you go. Come on, give us some. All you people watching, come on, get on up. Come on. That's right, Adam. Yeah, there we go. That's right, Adam. You stink, Adam. You stink, Adam. Oh, 16, Adam. Oh, it's 16, Adam. <laughs> wow. Well, I had to have some fun with that. Come on. Oh, 16 and Adam. Oh, man. I mean, Adam Gase, what a joke. I mean, uh, seriously. You know, if... If I could daggle some meat in front of some alligators or um, uh, crocodiles, I wouldn't have to daggle anything. All you got to do is look at Adam Gase's face and his goggly eyes. Uh, those alligators and crocodiles will go crazy. <laughs> they don't need meat. They just got to look at Adam's eyes. Oh, my God. Uh, I mean, the guy is just out of control, man. All right, but you want to know something? This all uh, has a prolonged through all the inept decisions and everybody says well woody johnson he sucked too here's the thing when the jet i'll say this again when the fans talk when woody johnson was running this team every time the fans talked the next season woody would do practically what the fans wanted him to do so i, I think woody listens to the fans now the question is uh is woody coming back and is he going to control this team again and if he does i think the best thing woody johnson could do is take the reins away from christopher johnson because let's be honest christopher johnson has been even worse than Woody. he's been horrific i mean this adam gase move 
over Mike McCarthy was most ridiculous move. They should have brought in Matt Rule. That's what they should have done. But that yeah. was another disgrace of, a, of an organization. But that's just me. Um, I, I just think that right now, the smartest thing the Jets could do is let this guy run this team. I don't want to hear about Mark Malusis. You're not a Jet fan. You don't know what you're talking about. Read your stories. Listen to Ryan, you know, Costello or uh, this guy or that guy, anybody of the writers. I want to hear this. And I want to say this. Everybody that said Quinton Williams was gone before, uh, before the trade deadline or at the trade deadline was absolutely wrong because he's still there with the Jets. Whatever rumors and stories keep coming out that they're going to trade this guy and that guy. They trade the right guys, the guys that they wanted to get rid of their contracts out of the off the cap. So next year they have even more money because the CBA is going to be down because of COVID-19. So guys, Jeff fans, take a step back, breathe a little bit because it's not, there is light at the end of the tunnel. I know 50 years of no more, no winning really uh, disgusts you, but the Jets are one of only probably 16, uh, 16 or 18 uh, NFL teams that actually won a Super Bowl. And there's a lot of teams that haven't even come close to winning the Super Bowl. So take a step back, breathe a little bit, and understand that the Jets have a good opportunity next year to make significant moves if they do the right thing and bring in the right coach, which we, we don't have any um, confidence in so far because uh, Adam Gase is a complete joke. But maybe... Joe Douglas will make the right decision in the offseason and put the right guy in position to succeed with this organization. Now, before I go, I, I do want to sing you guys a, a nice, very beautiful song um, written by me. OK, and, and, <laughs> and you know, it, it is written by me because uh, there is greatness in everything that I do. OK, so I'm not going to. I am not going to give you guys everything because I will be singing here tomorrow on my show, but I will give you some words of wisdom on this. Um, the Jets are an organization that will run, run, run. The Giants are an organization that will drive, drive, drive. But the Patriots organization is a team that is going to dig, dig, dig. That's all I'm going to tell you on that one. So dig, dig, dig. The hole is opening for that organization. And trust me, that hole is going to be dug, dug, dug for years because that organization is not winning shit. Okay. So there you go. That's all I'm going to tell you. So the Jets might lose tomorrow. And I believe they will. Hopefully they will because it's the best for that organization moving forward is losing. Um, but all in all, uh, the Patriots are an organization that is, kind of, is, is backbreaking terrible. They have nothing to look forward to. They're going to lose some free agents next year because they're they're in a situation with their money situation. That's why they're going to try to trade Gilmore in the offseason. And 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 the kid, I forget, uh, the uh, the guard that they have, the all-pro guard. I think it's Tui, whatever his name is, uh, uh, Lucci, whatever. I, I don't know. What, I forget his name. But, oh, uh, Joe, uh, uh, Joe Tooney. Joe Tooney, yes, Tooney. Um, the Jets are going to have an opportunity to, to significantly build on what uh, they built this offseason with their offensive line uh, that needs an offseason uh, and preseason games to figure things out as a team. 
And um, I think the Jets are in, in pretty good shape uh, in free agency to, to bring maybe make a trade because they have a significant amount of draft picks, maybe a Julio Jones. I think that would make a very good sense if you're going to bring a Trevor Lawrence or even a Justin Fields to this organization. If Sam Darnold isn't the guy, you want to bring in a guy uh, that has, uh, is a veteran and that can help the kid grow. That's something they haven't done with Sam Darnold. And I, unfortunately, Sam Darnold has, uh, uh, he's going to go somewhere else. He's, he's going to succeed. But let's, let's hope that Joe Douglas puts the right guys in position to give whoever they bring in as the next New York Jets uh, quarterback an opportunity to succeed early in their career. So it gives that kid confidence moving forward. And that's all I'm going to say about that. CJ, I love you, man. I love you too, Arrow. Thank you again for joining me tonight on show. Appreciate it. Really quick. Tell everybody about your show that you have uh, coming in uh, tomorrow night. So that way people can tune in. Oh yeah. Well, we're going to have special guests. We're going to have recruits. Uh, shout out to Jillian. Um, I'm trying to get Tyler Harrison back on the show. You know, he did a show on us a long time ago and, and he doesn't watch sports anymore. And I, I, I think it would be really, really funny to go back and forth and banter with that idiot. But uh, uh, I don't think he's ever going to join me. He's, he's a little afraid uh, to the movement in motion behind the lotion, but I don't know. Um, all in all, uh, by the way, uh, down to the Warriors on every single Monday from 6 PM to 8 PM, New York Eastern time, uh, Wednesday below the mic, uh, um, is on uh, 6 to 8 p.m. New York Eastern Time. I'm going to change the – I am going to have one show and one show only name very, very soon, and I'm not going to reveal the name until the logo is out. It's not going to be called Below the Mic or Down to the Wire anymore. I built the names, but I think this is where it, it's going to build to, and I'm going to do another show where it's going to be like a Tosh.0. That's what I'm going to do, where I'm going to stand in front of a green screen during the show – Speedy is going to put up pictures and videos in games and, and, and some of the interesting things that you see in the sidelines. And maybe there's some goofy, stupid things that we see in the world. And I'm going to have some fun with it. And I'm going to have people laughing, joking. You can call the show. You can see the craziness. And uh, maybe I'll smack Speedy a couple of times. So we'll have Speedy dancing. Uh, maybe we'll have Speedy. <laughs> I, I, I do want to, you know, possibly have some bets with Speedy where he can some, eat some dog food on the show or something. If he loses, he's going to have to do some things. It's going to be real, real fun. Wow. And uh, uh, I think a lot of people are going to have a lot of fun with it because uh, we've been doing it on Snapchat um, after our shows every single week. And, and, and if you guys want to check out our Snapchat, it's pretty funny. It's uh, you can find it at sports on the go one uh, on our Snapchat. I, I actually do a lot of um, behind the scenes, stupidity, asking crazy questions to speedy and uh, disgusting questions. So viewer discretion is uh, especially about the, uh, the whole uh, tidy whiteys there with the long snapper from Florida. <laughs> well, yeah, tidy whities but there are a lot worse things that we talk about. So uh, <laughs> uh, viewer discretion is advised. Um, uh, Speedy uh, actually is uh, uh, a prude guy, so he, he doesn't know what I'm talking about. So it's really, really funny. And I think you guys will really enjoy the, the comedy to it. I think you do. But anyways, um, uh, but uh, I, I want people to know that we were very excited with some of the new shows that we're bringing onto the network. Uh, I will be bringing some more football shows, maybe another jet show to the network uh, soon. I, I, I want to uh, solidify CJ because he, he, to me, he's my lead guy for when it comes to the New York jets. But uh, I think there's a lot of jet shows that are very intriguing and very interesting to say the least. And I think, uh, I think maybe I, I, I maybe not a jet show, maybe a, a New York uh, sports show or something like that. 
but uh, I, I think the Jets right now, I think the Jet fans, uh, I know everybody who's watching and who follows CJ and loves CJ, and I do too. And I like uh, Kevin too, uh, even though he's hiding under your bed or something. I don't know what he's doing. Yeah. But uh, um, I will say this, uh, as a Jet fan, and as a, a, a Jet fan that's honest as a Jet, or, you know, a Jet fan, you guys just need to relax. Stop listening to what the press says. Stop uh, uh, trying to jump off a bridge. It's sports. In, in, it's entertainment. Uh, I think the Jets will figure this out. If, if, if Adam Gase is fired at the end of the year, I think we're going to bring in a guy that uh, I think Joe Douglas will bring in the right guy. I, I really do believe this. So uh, I don't really believe he thinks Adam Gase is the solution. So, and if he does, um, uh, he's got to stop drinking whatever he's drinking because he, he knows how to draft. He knows how to draft. We, we could tell, I mean, one draft, it looks good. It looks good for him. And now he's got a significant amount of early first round and second round and third round draft picks. I want to see him hit on those. If he does that, he can really build this team in two years as far as young players, a nucleus of players, good players. And then you can build around free agency where I, I think the Jets uh, can bring in some decent talent and, and maybe overpay some of these guys in the beginning. But all in all, it, it, Le'Veon Bell wasn't the right guy. So I, I look at what Le'Veon Bell is doing with Kansas City. Is he, is he scoring a lot? He's not. All right. So uh, Le'Veon Bell, is a, he might help Kansas City in, in certain situations if they lose a player or lose a running back to injury. But Le'Veon Bell is, is, is not the same Le'Veon Bell that played for Pittsburgh. So stop jumping off a bridge, ladies and gentlemen. It's all good. It's all good. So go to the bathroom, take your dump, take your piss, and enjoy the show, okay? Because I'm going to leave this show to CJ, the painkiller Desimone, and hopefully Kevin comes out of the bathroom, the bed, or whatever the heck he's doing, and, and join the show because I want to see some craziness. Just please don't compare Sam Darnold to Geno Smith. I'm going to have a heart attack. All right, CJ, I got to go. <laughs> All right, Errol, thank you so much for joining me tonight. I appreciate it. Guys, don't forget to check out Errol Marks' show on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network tomorrow night at 6 p.m. sharp. All right, and I'm going to leave you guys with a few final thoughts as I uh, wrap up Weapons Hot this evening. Uh, Simon Baccarella chiming in. We are headed in the right direction, no doubt in my mind. Simon, I hope you're right. I really do. So the biggest thing, again, that I voiced my, my opinion on is that I worry the most about the Johnsons. And the thing about the Johnsons that really scares me is, do they actually have the chutzpah or will they actually have the self-control to be able to say, hey, look, we've been doing it this way for a little while. It hasn't worked. We haven't seen the playoffs in 10 years. Let's go ahead. Let's let our football guys make their football decisions. And that's what they need to do. And personally, in my opinion, that's the only way we're going to really start to see some real change within this franchise is if the Johnson brothers can, can truly agree that you need to let Joe Douglas call the shots, change the hierarchy in the reporting, you know, and have Joe Douglas run the ship from this, from, from this point forward, let him pick his guy, let that guy pick his quarterback, pick his staff, do whatever it is he needs to do. Joe Douglas, get him the players and then just do it the right way. That's, that's really it because like Arrow mentioned uh, a little bit ago on the show, we have seen teams be able to turn things around rather quickly. So in your traditional four to five year rebuild of an NFL franchise, 
might not necessarily take you full four to five years. It could possibly take maybe one to two years, depending on the talent influx that you have coming on, how attractive a destination it'll be for NFL free agents and so on and so forth. Plus, if you bring the right guy in as head coach, a lot of people are talking about Jim Harbaugh. Open up the checkbook, get Jim Harbaugh because he's won as a, as an NFL head coach and he's not really having a great time over in, uh, over in Michigan. There's an option. I still like Eric Bieniemy. Um, there's also the offensive coordinator for the Tennessee Titans, um, whose whose name has been kicked around. Todd Bowles is a name that's been kicked around again. Although I don't think he'd be very well received back here in New York, so that's definitely off the table. But I'm sure that there are some other people that they could look at in in the collegiate ranks. Some people were talking about Dabo Sweeney. If you go and you get Trevor Lawrence, maybe go and get Dabo Sweeney too, and you get the two of them as a package deal. We don't necessarily if that we don't necessarily know if that's even possible. So some people I've even talked about Georgia offensive coordinator Todd Monken possibly making a return to the NFL. Okay. Now speaking of Todd Monken, Florida and Georgia played yesterday with the Florida Gators actually taking a victory in that game over in Jacksonville. Now I put a couple of posts on Facebook. <coughs> in which Kyle Trask had had four touchdown passes already just in the first half of that game. And he had more touchdown passes than Sam Donald had all year. I want everyone to wrap their heads around that very simple concept right there. Kyle Trask of the Florida Gators had four passing touchdowns in 30 minutes of football. And if you go and take a look at Sam Donald's stats up to this point, Sam Donald only has three passing touchdowns this season and we're eight, we're eight games going into nine games in. Okay. So when we talk about quarterback gurus and Adam Gase is a quarterback whisperer and Adam Gase is an offensive guru and he's coaching to where, where football's going. No, he's not. No, he's not. Adam Gase is a turd that's circling the toilet bowl that right now just needs to be flushed. Plain and simple. So until that happens, a lot of the Jet fan base is going to continue to have the angst that we currently have, because until we know for certain that this idiot's been shown the door, nothing is certain. So until that happens, that's why Jet fans feel like myself the way that they do. Now, I don't necessarily read much into the articles, although I do read quite a few articles Pretty much every day. You know, I get a lot of my Jets information from the articles that I read, from the podcasts that I listen to, from the different videos that I watch, and so on and so forth. Uh, I don't have access to the All-22. I I tried to get access to the All-22. So so I'm not privy to be able to, to, to get that. But I do watch the game multiple times, especially with, wanting to see plays in specific spots where and why the offense is struggling, why the defense is struggling. But you really don't need to seeing eye dog to see why this team is struggling. Sam Darnold is not a fit for Adam Gay slash Daryl Loggins playbook. He's not a fit for this offense, plain and simple. And the weapons that are around him or lack thereof, they're not being used properly. So 
we could point to this factor, we could point to that factor, we could point to another factor, but at the end of the day, you're still at the same result. And until Adam Gase and his coaching staff has left the building and we strip this down to the studs, however that entails, whether cutting veterans, <clears throat> whether it's trading people away for draft assets in the offseason or whatever the problem or whatever, what, whatever anyone thinks the solution is going to be. This Jet team is going to be stuck in neutral until those changes can start to be made. And that's going to make for another miserable eight weeks of football. As I said at the beginning of the show, really the only thing that I'm looking forward to is to seeing the progression and the development of the rookies. I want to see LaMichael P. Ryan get some more carries. I want to see Cameron Clark actually come out and get some reps in the offensive line. I want to see Jabari Zuniga come out and actually have an impact on the defensive side of the ball. Let's have Ashton Davis learn from some of the mistakes that he's already made and have him be able to rebuild some of that confidence that maybe he lost. Okay. Denzel Mims, let him get out there and, and catch some balls, be a part of the, of the offense, try to energize and spark plug this offense. Ty Johnson. Ty Johnson's another one. Okay. He's someone who I would like to, uh, I'd like to see exactly what, what you have in this kid. Okay. Constantly throwing the ball to Braxton Berrios and Vincent Smith and Jeff Smith does absolutely nothing to me because you still have Chris Herndon is struggling. You still have Ryan Griffin. It's struggling. You still have Trayvon Wesco who's being used sporadically guys that you told all of us at the off season that we're going to be an integral and focal part of this offensive machine, you're not using, or you're using incorrectly. So like Simon Baccarella just mentioned in the comments, I'm looking at the progression of the young players. That's what, that's what I'm looking at too, Simon. I completely agree with you. And Matthias, Simon, shout out to him. He said two words, clean house. And you know what? He's right. And that's exactly what Jet fans want right now. We need to scrub away this, like, this entire organization, coaching staff, everything needs to be cleansed, needs to be purged. And the sooner that that purge process begins, that's when the Jets fans angst that you see on social media is going to start to dial down. That's when you're going to start to see guys start to say, okay, you know what? Now maybe we can take a deep breath. But until that point happens, until Adam Gase, until the press release comes out of the press conference comes that black Monday, when Adam Gase has shown the door and Greg Williams has shown the door and the entire coaching staff has shown the door. This is what we're dealing with. This is what we are going to have to look at every single week for the rest of the NFL regular season if you are a New York Jets fan. Uh, Matthias Simon chimed back in. We need a real football man and head coach. Absolutely. So, Matthias, really quick, if you could, who, do, who would you like to see coaching the New York Jets? Simon Baccarella, same question. Anybody who's listening or commenting in the comments, give me your thoughts. I want to know 
what you guys are thinking. Who is one guy that you would say, I would love to have this guy as the New York Jets head coach? I want to know. I really do. Because I know I got my guy. I, I, I've already made it clear. I would love to have Eric Bieniemy here. But the only problem with having Eric Bieniemy here is, is this the only place that he's going to, is he going to want to come here? Because right now the New York Jets are not an attractive destination. It doesn't matter. So, yeah, I would go with the Andy Reid tree there, Matthias. Uh, Chris Lang- Langbacher Sr. Uh, chiming in again with Eric Bieniemy. So we got two uh, two different people that are that are saying Eric Bieniemy that are that are on the same line of thinking that I am. What about Jim Harbaugh? Is Jim Harbaugh at the top of anybody's list? I know he's not at the top of mine. Now, I know he does have like a 44 and 17 record as an NFL head coach. But after coming off the disaster that that Michigan is and him pretty much if he were to actually leave college and then come back to the NFL. And I don't know. I don't know if that's a chance that I would want to take. Because sometimes there are coaches that leave the NFL circuit and go to college and do not have the same success that then come back to the NFL level and don't necessarily don't necessarily have the um, have the same success. Uh, Chris Langenbacher senior, do you think Rex Ryan comes back? No, I don't. I think Rex Ryan is done. Because I think that if Rex Ryan wanted a job, wanted to get another head coaching job or wanted another defensive coordinator job, I think he would have gotten it by now. So Matthias Simon uh, chiming in, we need more of uh, more of someone in control. He could be a hothead, Uh, probably referring uh, referencing to Jim Harbaugh. Am I correct? You know what? Maybe sometimes that's something what we need. You need the, one of the biggest problems with this New York Jets squad right now is that there is absolutely zero accountability and zero discipline. So anybody and you see that by the amount of personal foul penalties that the New York Jets have amassed. So you know, uh, it's for me, I'm kind of like, yeah. You know, when, when you start to play undisciplined football, it has a chain reaction. Because then those things are not so easily cleaned up. Simon Baccarella chiming in, I'm not sold on Biennemi. The team is loaded at every permission and play calls are from Reed. Yes and no. Because Biennemi has, has had a hand and has worked side by side with Andy Reed for several years now. So some of those play calls are identical, believe it or not. And there is is some of the stuff that even Reed has created. So um, uh, Reed has created and Biennemi has created some of his own. So I kind of, I'm kind of on the fence with that one. But look at what we got now. That's all I'm saying. Look, look at what we got now. I would take Eric Bieniemy and the unknown over the shit that we got right now. Because honestly, as much as everyone's screaming for Trevor Lawrence and so on and so forth, I'm not ready to close the book on Sam Darnold yet. Now, 
for the trade deadline, and I'm going to be 100% honest with everyone out there, if I were Joe Douglas, especially knowing that Jimmy Garoppolo is on injured reserve, and they're now going to Nick Mullins, that would have been a perfect opportunity for me to call up San Francisco. So what do you give me for Darnold? Because if in fact, if in fact, with the first overall pick, you are 100% without a doubt going after Trevor Lawrence, then it would be best to move on from Sam Donald. Now, here's another vein of thinking that I want to put out there. Now, I had a conversation last night um, with a gentleman. His name is Jets Draft Tech. Uh, he and I, we were, t- we were chatting a little bit on Facebook. And one of the comments, yep, uh, that's right, Matthias, they could have went with Matt Rule. And they actually had rule in the building. And the problem is, is that Mike McCagnin fucked up that deal because they were trying to force Greg Williams on him as a defensive coordinator. They were trying to force other people on him as position coaches where Rule wanted to pick his own staff. And if I were McCagnin, I wouldn't have tried to force anybody, anything. If you're going to hire a head coach and he wants to pick his own staff, you let him pick his own fucking staff. Plain and simple. But no, you get rid of everybody. Two weeks later, you go hire Greg Williams. Should have made him a fucking head coach to begin with. So, yeah, I agree. Uh, I, I agree with that. So, now again, one of the things that uh, that myself and uh, Jets Draft Tech yesterday were talking about was the prospect. And I want to put this out there as well, too, because I'm curious to hear your thoughts on it. The prospects of keeping Sam Donald, drafting Trevor Lawrence. Obviously, you have a new head coach coming in, new offensive system coming in. And you let the, these two kids battle it out in training camp, a full training camp with OTAs, with rookie mini camps with the uh, quarterback and receiver camps and so on and so forth. And may the best man win. If Sam ends up beating out Trevor Lawrence, then you let Trevor Lawrence sit for the first eight games. And then maybe you make the determination whether or not Sam's on the trading block. You're going to keep him, or you're going to keep Sam for one more year and then jettison him. And then you turn the keys over to Lawrence officially. That's something that could possibly that, uh, that could possibly be done. So Simon Baccarella, if they go co- college coach, maybe if they go after Leach, is possible. Mullen and Braum are two other dude. I would take Dan Mullen in a fucking heartbeat. Go take a look at the way Georgia dismantled fucking Georgia yesterday. One of the best defenses in the, in the SEC in college football. Dan Mullen's offense? Come on. If anybody watched that Florida-Georgia game yesterday, nobody saw Kyle Trask putting up four touchdowns in 30 minutes of football. Come on now. And Kyle Pitts? Kyle Pitts is the real deal. I would love to see him in a, in a New York Jets jersey next year if he declares for the draft. Kyle Pitts. Everybody remember that name because that dude is a beast. Now, Matthias Simon, how bad is Darnold's rotator cuff? 
The New York Jets have said that Sam Darnold's MRI came back clear that there's no structural damage, but they're holding him out as per precaution. Now, there was also another unconfirmed report that when Sam practiced, he felt discomfort in the shoulder, and thus it was Gase's decision to shut him down and not allow him to practice. So again, take them all with a grain of salt because sometimes a lot of the things that come out of the New York Jets organization, especially when it comes to you know, the injury reports and stuff like that, you got guys that are being spoon-fed, spoon-fed information by the Jets PR department. So, but that's a curious, a, a curious spot. So again, now Simon chimes in. I don't see them keeping both quarterbacks. Yeah, you're right. Uh, the only reason why I threw it out there is because on the off chance that maybe that's that's another option that could be dealt. Because let's face it. Jimmy Garoppolo has not looked good this year, and he has been completely injury prone for San Francisco. And I mean, you got Nick Mullins and CJ Bethard. You think either one of them, the, the 49ers are going to win a Super Bowl with, the, with, with one of them? I don't think so. So, oh, Matthias Simon, there we go. Mullen and Trevor Lawrence, sign me up right now. Sign me up right now. Throw Kyle Pitts into that mix. Deuces. CJ will be a super happy camper right there. See that hard Gator Nation? I'll be doing the chomp like this at freaking Gator uh, at, at, at Jet Games. So could you imagine? In the offense over there, LaMichael Piron in the backfield, Kyle Pitts at tight end. You got Trevor Lawrence under center. Oh, yeah. So go get me a couple more receivers. So go get me Grimes from Florida. Go get me him. So there are a couple other guys. Matter of fact, there was a dude there uh, from from Georgia who played. He actually caught uh, he caught the a go-ahead touchdown for Georgia yesterday. And then at the end of the play, he just he snapped his ankle. And it was it was a completely horrible injury, but oh my god, that dude was huge, had some wheels. I can't remember the guy's name, but uh, he he's another receiver over there. I mean, Georgia's got some pretty good receivers, so as what as well as Florida. So, dude, SEC, the SEC's got some awesome receivers. So, if I'm Joe Douglas, I'm lo- I'm looking at the SEC. <laughs> Yep, get uh, get some guards, a center, and tight end. I agree. Well, tight end, go get me Kyle Pitts. I'll be happy with that. So, all right. So, other than that, you know, really the biggest question that I have out there for you guys, and I'm going to leave you this. This is how I'm going to end the show for tonight. Do you, as a Jets fan, in your heart of hearts, have the confidence in both Woody and Christopher Johnson that at the end of the year that they will make the decision to right this ship. 
And I am very, very curious to hear your responses and how you can respond to that question is by this. You can follow the show on Twitter at CNC Jets Factor. You can follow me at JetsFan0523, my partner in crime, who's currently not here with me, at Spotty Blackman. Shoot the show an email, weaponstoppodcast at gmail.com. Okay, also follow us on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. We have an app. You could actually listen and watch and follow live to our broadcasts on the Worldwide, World, uh, Worldwide Sports Radio Networks via the app. Go to Google Play on Android. Go to, I, go to the Apple Store on, uh, on iOS. Download the app. You'll be able to catch not only our show, but all of our shows, including my guest this evening, Errol Marks. Now, you could also reach out to us on Facebook. Uh, Weapons Hot has a Facebook page. Shoot us a message because I'm curious to get your responses. As to the question that I just ended the show, again, do you, as a New York Jets fan, have the confidence in Christopher and Woody Johnson to do the right thing, to make the right moves at the end of this season to turn this ship around? And the moves that I'm talking about is firing Adam Gase and giving the keys to the car to Joe Douglas. I'm curious. Some other places where you can get your podcast fix, of course, Sports War Radio. Go to Spreaker.com forward slash Sports War Radio. We're on Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher. Go and check us out. We appreciate the feedback. Let us know how we're doing here. Communicate with us because the only way we can get better is if we hear it from you guys because we love you guys. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, my name is CJ the Painkiller D. Simone signing off for tonight. We will see you guys when we see you guys. Peace, love, go Jets. And of course, I'm still going to leave you tonight with, in my opinion, which is still the best chant in the National Football League. Good night, everybody. Be safe. It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.